What about my sweat equity? soundboard ready yeah no i'm doing the cameras too so i got so many keyboards and stuff look at that I throw our names up there boom i'm gonna pull it back boom oh, gone oh shit I man do it whenever i want you want to see my name again boom it takes a minute Ooh, there yeah. it is yeah there we go and i'll bring it all back hi it's great for nice. the audio listeners well if you want to see it on video you can go on uh, youtube you can go on facebook page you can go on vimeo right mm, yeah all those things you can send us cash in the cash app mm-hmm. venmo bitcoin uh, it's send us Bitcoin. We're Doge good with that. Dogecoin. Uh, Monero. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the other ones? Those sound like Parks, parks and Rec. Uh, uh, made up. <laughs> all the currencies that are coming out, the cryptocurrencies. Oh, yeah. Uh, you can send like, <laughs> fuck, I forgot one of them. Booger coin. So, yeah, it's like so ridiculous. It's like, who's investing in Booger coin? Mm-hmm. There's always believers. Bro, you don't know. Booger coin is like... Do, I know how to pick it, okay? That's like that's the yeah. That's the uh, guy who's uh <laughs> I'm not on the keyboard game where I go the There's a delay. Uh we're doing this without uh John Paul from Tampaniac, you know, RIP. He'll be missed. Yeah. He's only away for a week, but he's not dead or anything. He'll he'll haunt us in a week. Um yeah, we I like the last episodes we've had were I think he feels they were awkward. I thought we were going over this is how people talk. This is how people, this is the reason you do a podcast. A lot of people listen to hear a conversation they're not having normally. Did he say it was awkward? I mean, he brought it up saying he had, he wouldn't bring it up saying he had beef if he didn't want to talk about it. Well, there was always like a post game after we were done too. That oh, yeah. was like, uh, I, I think he thought, th- so the last one was me thinking he, th- I threw him under the bus, right? Which he did say that. Right. Like, yeah, thanks for throwing me under the bus. Right. I was like, and by the way, John Paul, you're dumb for you know not being here. We're gonna talk about you. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah, We're like girls happen. like that. Yeah. If you're the girl He's that gone. didn't make brunch. Exactly. Can you believe her? Ugh. Did you see the clutch he was wearing? Skirt was so short. He was wearing a skirt. He didn't see it. He bent over. I saw a skirt. Yeah, I, I know. I looked. He I, called it a, a skilt. <laughs> uh, so I, I, you know, I like, but I like. I think he thought it was awkward. And I was like, no, I think he, A, I think he thought I was mad, and I wasn't. It's just hard to, you know, when you're doing the show, uh, everybody's doing, a, like, two things at once kind of thing. Right. And so while this is a heightened conversation, very, um, it's a conversation we have once or twice a week without a phone or any interruption, it's still like. There's still a rush to, th- you know, you don't want to sit there and really reiterate how sorry you are and that you're not mad at all. <laughs> well, y'all are thinking about production as it's going and making sure it's all smooth. I'm thinking like a stand-up set where kind of keep it rolling if I can. Right. If, I'm, if I don't have a point, then just let's move on or try not to stumble over everybody. Like if I host a stand-up show, sometimes you got to bounce in there a minute early yeah, or, or let someone go a minute late because you know they're going to crush it. And just keep that energy going. Don't try to do set. You know, don't try to do... When you MC a show, don't try to do a joke in between if the last person crushed. Uh-huh. Just go yeah. up and bring the next person up kind of thing. So Yeah, you don't want to bring the show to a halt just, you know, for feelings. Well, you know what? It's like PTI. You yeah. know, the little the, the block of topics. Yeah, I do love that. I wish uh, we 
could do that. We could probably, that's what I want to do with Advice City when we get that up is have maybe, you know, we do a couple one minute topics here and there. People, I want to do a, uh, a people can call into a voicemail. I've heard a lot of podcasts do that where people can leave messages. Yeah. We, we play the good ones. I feel like that was a, a 15 years ago thing. In podcast? Not in podcast, but I think they uh, they did it on the radio, didn't they? My message. We don't have to play them. It's I just, hate the idea. <laughs> it's another option. People can upload a video. I think they have to upload a video. Okay. That should be it, right? Nude. Yeah, okay. But Winnie the Pooh nude. Yeah, shirt on. Shirt on, pants no off. pants. Daffy Duck style. Yeah. Yeah. Blazer. <laughs> That's it. Bla- yeah, you have to wear a blazer. Yeah. The, puff, it, the puffier, the better. This is a business podcast. Yeah, that's We're right. We're all business. If, Wear that blazer. If you can get your mom's no blazer from 1991 <laughs> that yes. has like shoulder pads like a Raiders outfit. <laughs> yeah. Or Gore. Yeah. Um, Bonus for cross-dressing. <laughs> well, we can tell which side the buttons are on, you know? Yeah, I heard that. I think it was on The Office. I was definitely on The Office, yeah. <laughs> uh, but We won't get into all the uh, Office recaps. It's also Portlandia. Oh, but really? They did. Well, they do the, what are the lesbian bookstore characters? They mm. did a whole episode where it was just them in the 80s and how they met. Oh, yeah. It's so great. Yeah. It, it's they're like, don't straight. tell mom the babysitter's dead. Yeah. It's like they're f- both fashionistas. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, my uh, my buddy uh, has come out with a uh, book about Greg Giraldo. Oh, really? Yeah. So if you. Who's your I'm, buddy? Um, <laughs> Matty Ballgame. He's a comedian out of uh, SoCal. We used to do stand up. Together in LA, uh, he's been working on. He's been on the podcast before you came aboard. We I call don't that, remember what's his. Uh, we call that BE on this on in this area. Yes, we treat it before with respect. Eric. Um, what was his actual name? Ma- Matty Ballicker. Okay, well, uh, ba- but it sounds like Ballicker. Well, I mean, it's cl- better ba- than Ballgame. Ballicker, but mm. just we went by Matty Ballgame when he's brought up. I know, but on this on the book itself, it doesn't say. I, those you're not gonna look up, but you're not going to look him up. You're just going to look at Greg Geraldo book, and that'll pop up. I'm just trying to get the guy some recognition. Yeah, that's well, all. Shout out to him. Uh, he he sent me a, a Facebook message. I, I didn't even read it. Uh, oh, no, cool guy. No, I have like I see the preview. I don't. I have, this has been a bad habit of mine. I see the preview of a text or an email like, or a message, <laughs> and I was like, I got it. I'll do a plug. We'll get him on the podcast to to phone in. Because uh, he's one of the rare comics I knew that actually like he worked for a hedge fund during the day kind of thing. Yeah. He actually had a real job, so he could talk business. Yeah, he there's he's rare nice. we can find a comic that can really talk business that isn't entertainment only. Yeah, you know. Yeah, because there's the entertainment side or the business side of entertainment, but right, we and that's that like boring to me. That's almost boring to me. Uh, maybe I listen too much of like other people's podcasts. Right. Yeah, you listen to other comedians' podcasts. They're going to talk about it. Well, the Greg Gerardo book, one of my favorite comics growing up. Uh, speaking Me too. Of, speaking of which, he was an attorney. Uh, really? Yeah, he's Harvard grad, I think. Oh yeah, he's a really smart guy. Huh? So him and like Paul Mercurio were attorneys that did stand up. Like really incredibly bright guys. I dude, I used to love Greg Gerardo. I mean, I still do, but mm-hmm. yeah, he was one of my favorites. Well, tough crowd when he was on Tough Crowd. Man, he used to crush it. I'd watch that show every night. Yeah, I never got into it. It was just, I was too young. We're the same age. Nick DiPaolo and uh, Greg Giraldo. Yeah, but I've been like a 50-year-old man my whole life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Talking mm-hmm. politics in eighth grade. 
Yeah, but I'm talking like FDR. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking like you Wait, you're FDR. Or you're talking about FDR. I'm talking about FDR. Policies. I'm like remember Tennessee brand new Valley deal? Authority. It's remember? not gonna. <laughs> right. It's not catching on. Exactly. It's bullshit. Yeah, I don't. Man, this civil rights thing. I guess it's here to stay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm against it. <laughs> um. So go out, look for that book. If you're a fan, I think you can get it on. Um. I think you can get not an audiobook version, but like a Kindle version. I guess a uh, an e version of the book. Um, a good book my therapist told me to get, if you want to hear one, speaking of books, Daring Greatly. It's about uh, creative versus linear thinking. Mm. And um, a lot of people can think linear, A to B to C only. Um, I think you and I have the ability to create solutions, that, that kind of creative. Mm-hmm. So it, we see things as maybe more of a puzzle or a lot of gray area, not binary yeah. decision-making. And so the answer is not always so obvious. Well, you, I think we both see that you can get the same result or the same answer in a myriad of ways. Yeah. Just with generally speaking, that's obviously a broad statement, but like um, any businessy kind of problem we've had, website development is a, a real instance of that. Like, yeah. We we've get some, stuck. Yeah, we've had some stumpers. And it's like, we know we can figure this out. And sometimes we've individually gone to find the solution and found uh, two different ways to do it. Sure. You know? And so... Henry Hollingsworth, friend of the program, mm-hmm. allday.io, they, uh, he was talking to me about this. I don't know if it was because you guys had talked We've about it. We've been talking it. a lot about it, yeah. I mean, he said something that uh, one of the thinkers is able to look closely at something and zoom out, and the other one is able to look uh, from a distance and zoom in. What is the difference? Do you uh, remember how that goes? Well, I was told through my therapist that uh, linear or creative can look linear, but linear can't look creative. So we, we've been in jobs where we had to be linear uh, processes, gotcha. right? You worked for Snap-on before. Mm-hmm. They go, here's how we do things here. And when you get a lead, you do this, right? Right. And that's the only way you're going to do it because that's the way they want you to do it, right? Yeah. I had a, well, that I was, makes sense. I was at a mutual fund company. They go, hey, when you're doing uh, the holdings report and you're, you're listing thousands of stocks and you're giving it out to everybody in the client services department, it has to be this way or we can get boned by the SEC. Like, yeah. Like, okay. That's going to be the way we do it. I'll check all the boxes then, but boss. But linear has a tough time going creative. And so when you think in binary, when you only think this is the only way to do things, sometimes it's really hard to get off of that. Sure. Black and white, yes or no. So we're like better than linear people. Well, we can be self-destructive, though. That's the other part. Mm. So we can can overthink. Uh, I see everything as a big puzzle a lot of the time. Like visually, I'll see things as a puzzle of like a way to get there. I know. How many times you've moved this office around is evidence of that for sure. That could be um, that could be OCD uh, ish, according <laughs> to the therapist too. That could be something manifesting that way. I I I've, I know what that is. My thing is only like I'm optimizing the office in my head. <laughs> yes. Without spending money. Yeah. Okay. We have no budget. When does he want me to come in and share my insights on you? Oh, I'm sure that's got to whenever be you want on the. On the docket. He gave me my mental health evaluation. <laughs> Pass the flying colors. Good. Congratulations. He gave me a grade, but it, he didn't have to. Um, <laughs> Did you get a sticker? I'll let you read it. 
I, I, I'm going to give you everybody in here a copy since you've had to endure a lot of my craziness. Um, oh, we should read it on, on the podcast. Uh, that'll be a special one. Okay. We'll do that. Um, you have to redact everything for... No, it doesn't, it doesn't call anybody out. It just says, uh, you know, a couple things like be less competitive, be more cooperative. Um, you know, maybe I, I'm, I'm more ambitious than maybe some people around me realize. Uh, I might be a perfectionist. And these that, are all these backhanded compliments to yourself. They're not. Uh, these are all the bad things. Yeah, I, I get it. But they're not compliments. I'm not like, because my dick is too wide. Like, I'm not saying like that. I'm saying like, it. I it's, know. Not good, it's not good to be competitive a lot of the time. Too much of that's bad. Yeah, that the competitive one was the one that I didn't think really was a backhanded compliment to yourself. But the what, other one what did I say? What was the other one? Perfectionist. So perfectionist is not a good thing. I know, but. I thought it was too. Because when he said it, I was like, <laughs> look at me. And he's like, yeah, that's the facade you want to create. And I was <laughs> like. No. I was like, I don't think you're right on that one, but... I don't think you're a perfectionist. In my own way. So it's the way he compared it, and this is this is good for kind of business, anybody running their own thing, right? You can get your own way a lot. Comedians have this big time. Self-destructive, mm, right? Yeah. Uh, so the way he put it, every session's been like a goodwill hunting kind of thing, where I've been like, he tells there, you it's not your fault. There, yeah, there, there, I don't like break down or anything, but there's been like one nugget I've gotten from the 10 weeks of doing it. And I come in here and Henry and I, the aforementioned Henry, and I've told you some of the things I've learned. Uh, I'll come away and be like, I don't want to admit he's right, but he's right in the room. And I'll tell him, like, I never thought about it that way. You know? Well, that's good. Yeah. That's I, growth I, in itself. I try to say that. If, if someone's telling me something, and I, I'll stop and be like, you know what? You're right. Oh, I, d- I go out of my way to tell people I was wrong. Yeah. Because it drives me crazy when people don't admit it. Exactly. It's like... It's called empathy. Yeah. I, it's I'm not sympathy. It's like, yeah. People no. confuse those, by the way. Right. Their sympathy is compassionate. It's, uh, you know, it's that thing of like... People Hope you f- can explain the difference because I don't know if I could Empathy is walk a mile in someone's shoes and sympathy is you feel bad for someone. Mm. You have compassion, right? Sympathy is yeah. not necessarily a good thing yeah i was gonna say sympathy just sounds like you're saying the things or feeling the things you think you're supposed to but not doing anything about it no it would be like oh poor eric man i that sucks for him that he can't afford a whole shirt right you know like you're wearing a tank top yeah that you feel bad you go that sucks but i'm not like if i was if it was empathy i'd be like I'd be like, oh man, it'd be tough to work throughout the day with, <laughs> without a whole shirt on. Right. You know, I gotcha. Like, okay. And so that's a, little, that's a good explanation. Yeah, I because I think about that a lot. Ever since we took that advanced personality questionnaire from Asher Strategies. Yeah. You know, looking at ego and empathy, and making sure to keep those two in check, because you go too far in either, it's bad. Yeah, that's and, why you do mushrooms, people. Was telling someone that yesterday. Yeah. If you want to find out about your brand and you're mostly it uh, as an owner, you, I I say it flippantly, but I'm kind of serious. I'm like, I'm a hundred percent serious. I'm like, you need to go in the woods and you need to go, you know, do some shrooms or whatever you need to do to to be able to zone out a little bit mm-hmm. and go. What are we as a brand? Who are we? 
Why are we better? Yeah. Why should anybody buy from us? I don't. You don't even. If you're in like a creative situation, I wouldn't say eat mushrooms and start trying to be creative. Eat the mushrooms. Have your time with the mushrooms. They clear your brain out, and then that next day, when that sun is so bright and the sky is so big. You go out, and then you are able to create because you don't have all that shit weighing you down. Yeah, the the last time you and I did it, like a, what a year and a half ago or something like that, like two <laughs> years least, ago. Yeah, if I told Two you for felt, another company picnic. Yeah, I'm down. It felt like uh, hitting the reset button on Nintendo, like taking out the cartridge, getting all the dirt out, of it, like <laughs> right, doing the blow thing. Maybe uh-huh. maybe some if you're if you're advanced, you take your finger, lick a little bit, put it on that, put it on this. The circuit, mm-hmm. yeah. You, I've never heard that one. Yeah, you gotta know. You gotta read Gamer Magazine or whatever that was. Nintendo Power. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who do you think did? I knew the name of the magazine. Uh, well, you missed I'm that a subscriber section. for you, thirty years. You mixed Rick, R- R- Ricky Riley section in the back. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know. You didn't know he even had an op-ed in the back. Yeah. Uh, Faces in the crowd. So the nerd crowd. There's just hands in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> just a bunch of gloves, like yeah. Power uh, gloves. So, uh, so it's uh, I. It felt like hitting the reset button on that, and I'll go backwards. What we were talking about, like knowing thyself, going backwards, back to. I'm trying to get us back on, on the highway. Yes. Uh, Off of drugs onto the highway. Well, I've so every session's been like learning some kind of nugget and being like, "Fuck you." Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Fuck you, you're right. No, like, you should say good. And But if I've come in a little cocky, uh, you know, he'll challenge that. I, I realize afterwards, I'm like, why is he being so challenging? It's like, oh, because he, I think he thinks I'm getting a big head about, like, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. Right. You know, like, so it's I have to come in. Check. A, yeah, I have to come I in. Like I have to come in blank like an improv scene where you're not supposed to think about anything. Mm-hmm. And let your mind be totally blank. That's how they teach you in the groundlings. Or or I've been saying, like, if you ever go surfing, uh, you know, you can't really control much. You just ride the wave. Mm-hmm. You can control you on the wave, but you can't control the wave. Yeah. And so go into it knowing that. And it's like kind of that surrender. I've been thinking about surrender a lot. Yeah. That's, that's hard. That's a tough one. Yeah. That's a big one. Not to go back to mushrooms, but every time oh, we can go anybody, back to mushrooms. I just had anybody, to go back to therapy yeah. to get to back to <laughs> well, mushrooms. Well, like the surrender part of anything, whether you're on mushrooms or not, it's the hardest thing for people to do. It's to let go of that past um, way of doing things and just be like, all right, I don't have any control. People think they have control. It's like, you know, not really. Not with we've much got, of anything. We've got bad debt clients. Yeah. And part of part of it is I wanna I wanna go hard in the pain on it because I'm mad about it. Mm-hmm. I know it's better to uh it let a third party handle it. The that's that's the business way of doing it. I have to surrender the yeah. the hatred. You want that visceral right. feeling. Right. I'm never gonna get it, by right. the way. Exactly. There's no revenge where I'm gonna be like or uh, even like get to even of what we're supposed to be paid or whatever. I'm never gonna be like, oh sweet. Yeah. That felt great. Right. I'll still be mad. Yeah. So I had to I had to put surrender of those that that feeling of like being gypped. You can't say gypped anymore. Oh. Because it, it you can't make fun of gypsies. <laughs> Did you know that? Someone's trying to get that going. Oh. 
Okay. Do you know that? Uh, so well, sticking up for gypsies. I guess. I mean, all, any of those. All twenty of them. Yeah. Do they? They can't hear this. They're gypsies. They don't do have, they have electronics. Internet on their caravan. I don't know. They have magic. Th- that is true. Do not mess with the gypsy. <laughs> Black if magic. they curse you, it is real. So that thing of like surrender, like look, we're gonna take our lumps. I we're gonna learn from it, and onward and upward kind of thing. Yeah. But don't you don't have to forget it. Yeah, I think. I mean, it's it's a control thing. Part you know, it's yeah. like a lot a lot of people's anxieties is feeling out of control. You know, it's like, oh, man, I don't know what's going to happen leading up to this big event. It's like you just feel that anxiety because you're not there right now. Because when you're when it's happening, none of the stuff is ever as big as you make it in your mind. And that that not being able to be there at that time or whatever it is that you're feeling anxious about. It's because you can't control it, because if you could control it, you just stop doing it. I think switch flip the switch. I think when people have to do a speech and they have time to think about it going up, I think the less they kind of rehearse it is a lot of it. Because the more you rehearse something like that, I mean, you you still might suck, but I'm saying like, at least you go, okay, here's point A, here's point B, here's point C. Yeah, I mean, I, if, yeah. If you don't do a lot, it like, I'm terrified to speak in front of our network, not terrified, but I don't like speaking in front of our business networking group because I'm verbose and because like, I have to jam so much information into 30 seconds. And, and for a while, I thought people expected me to be funny once they found I did stand up. So I was like, I'm just not going to do that at all. <laughs> Clearly on this show. Right. Yes. <laughs> uh, not swinging a big, big wiener. Um, <laughs> but, you know, there's that thing of like, that would make me anxious. And then after a while, I was like, oh, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> nobody, I mean, in every situation like that, everybody else in the room, they're not thinking about you. They're thinking about themselves. Right. Exactly. They're thinking about their own stupid 30 seconds. I'm like, uh-huh, a third of these people are awake. Right, the they're morning. all looking at their phones. Nobody's really paying attention to ever. Same at an open mic. You think the comedians are listening? Some are. Your best friends are because they want to hate listen. Right. For funsies, and also call you out. You don't do the same old shit, which is great. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're like, can you guys just fucking leave the room? I just want to talk to people. Not. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, that surrender of like, hey, they're gonna be in the room, and so prepare the best you can. Know that, and know that your anxiety, it's that Van Wilder quote. <laughs> oh, here we go. Quoting Wor- Van Wilder. Listen, worrying is like a rocking chair. Gives you something to do, doesn't get you anywhere. It's a weird, great quote. That's got to be from something else. It's something else. It's definitely not, they didn't create it for <laughs> National Lampoon's Van Wilder. Uh, technically, the Burt Kreischer story. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Tampa's own Burt Kreischer, but... Uh, that that's what's funny about it is like that's such like a great quote that's in such a off place to put it. Yeah. But I say it all the time, and I I told someone else that yesterday. I was worried. Yeah, that's good. Because what does it do? Hand ring? He doesn't give you shit. Yeah. Right. I, I'm trying to do the like complete. If I'm worried about something, the complete apocalyptic worst case scenario, and no matter what that is. Yeah. I end it with, I'm just gonna die anyways. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Really, none of it matters ever. Oh, like, when things have been in the shitter, I just go, "Well, I'm not dead." Exactly. And I go, "Okay, and I'm healthy." Yeah. I'll get out of this. Yeah. It'll suck right now. And then now. you got two big pluses for you right there. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, I'm not dead. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's I'm girthy. It's All right, not easy three, to do. three pluses. Yeah, it's it's just like you got to get to the point to take control of what you can't take control of. Your well, own that, mind. that's what AA tells you. Yeah, you got no control. Uh, now, whether that's a religious kind of thing that they're really putting into you, I'm not going to get into that. But it's all about like you don't have a control over that disease. Yeah. But it's it. That's kind of why AA works. It's ritualistic. It kind of gives you that mindset of like you can control what you can control, the things you can. Right. right. But well, that's it's very limiting. Yeah, that's where religion is so big, is because those things that you can't control are then passed on to God. It's in God's hands. You know, they have that that solace that God will take care of them or take care of the situation, which is, I get it. Or I totally Allah. understand. Or Allah. Or Jewish God. Or, yes. J-God. Yahweh. That's what he goes by now, yeah. Oh, okay. J-Date. <laughs> Yahweh's... <laughs> Yahweh is a good name. I'm surprised you don't hear that much in like the NFL. Surprised a rapper isn't named Yahweh. I so bring that bring all this psychology into because we talked about confirmation bias in the last two episodes a, a little bit, and it was honestly great that we had a misunderstanding because that almost literally showed what in a meta way what we were talking about. Yeah, con- yeah, <laughs> because because he went into it thinking one thing, and you, you know. didn't hear the same thing. Right, I didn't hear the same thing. Yeah, you were close to a situation he was talking about an experience. Yeah, and didn't think the same way. So he had your control group and your uh, uh, what is the other one? N one. Your A B split I don't basically. Know. I always call it A B split from advertising, but in psychology you do the test. You have uh, your regular group and your control group, or yeah. whatever you call. Your double blind placebo. And so, uh. I didn't even realize it until after we did those two episodes that the thing we were discussing, we actually had a discussion that was all about that. Yeah. No, it really worked out good for us. No shrooms. <laughs> yeah. But business is psychology, if you break it down. Oh, yeah. I mean, I heard Marcus Lemonis, the prophet, uh, the show on oh, CNBC. Yeah. I heard him I talk. Like, what team did he play for? <laughs> he um, He talks about, you know, it's basic psychology, and a lot of people can't get out of their own way. That's what my boy John Taffer talks about. Mm-hmm. That's all I want to do when I grow up <laughs> is be him. Kind of are. I but I websites. don't. I don't get to go into businesses yet and yell with camera. You're crew. gonna get people sick. I I did. You're gonna get people computer viruses. I did pitch us as a reality show to my friend Carrie, who uh, did a lot of stuff with the E at one point. Maybe I should kick the tires on that. Um, because it would be fun to be have camera crews follow us. Oh, you could yeah. be a nice. You could be the nice guy, <laughs> and I'll go in and just yell at people. But what he's doing, he's, I want to be mean. Well, we can we can flip flop. Bad well, cop, bad cop. Yeah, but uh, or, yeah, just name the show. Shittier cop, shit cop. <laughs> well, you know that, that won't play on Netflix. Uh, but you can take what all Taffer's doing. He's not really yelling at him. He's breaking him down. Yeah, I've heard his method. I I, I like read into like what. It actually is. He's breaking you down like military style. And then building you back up. I feel like I'm rebooting all their processes again here. It's it's it, I try not to get in the pity party part of it where you're like, I fucking shouldn't be at this level right now. But yeah. fuck it. I already got past that. Yeah. Uh, you're going to have reincarnations of your brand, of your business, or you just sold it and you got to start something new. Yeah, that could be uh, paralyzing where you're just like, oh, I'm doing this again. Even though, And it's like, 
you can't just get over that this pity like on yourself like oh what will people think that I'm having to do whatever again yep again yep. nobody cares for right. one and two, yeah no one you gives a shit something. but you yeah you yeah. learn something one way or another you learned something right and starting over is not a bad thing either because no. then you can teach someone else how to do it too that's very true I was uh, this is what I've been talking my friend got fired uh and was telling her that it's all good. She's did like, I don't do want to start over. Did and you I, do the Jocko Willick? I sent her that, yeah. I've sent, I've, every day I've been sending her something motivational because she's in that zone, I think. Good. I'll tell you off air who okay. it is, but uh, I, she's in that zone where she's like, I don't fucking want to start over. And I'm like, don't think of it that way. Think of it you get to. Yeah. I was like, hey, we had Vadim in here a couple months ago. You yeah, ain't remember, nobody, yeah, ain't nobody going to beat that story. You've gotta, and you've got an opportunity. You, we live in a country where you have the opportunity to do whatever you want. Oh, yeah. Uh, you don't even get that in almost every country. Yeah. Yeah, most we of the time you're that. born into, like, you know, whatever your parents are doing, or you might be owned by whoever. Fucking centuries ago, you're just in the feudalist system. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, you're, uh, you're basically born to take care of a farm your family had. Yeah. We live in such a, a good time. You're like a notch above a mule. <laughs> right. You, you're, I, oh, I have nine brothers and sisters because mean, we need a team. Yeah, nine workers. You we mean? need hands, all hands on deck. Uh, this is my Three of us are going to die mean, before we're 15. Like, yeah. No, that's why. I mean, that's they had to like play the numbers game, especially if they had a farm like that. It was right. just like, who, well, who the hell else it, is going to do it? strategic. Can't just go around buying equipment. And now There's we no live. John Deere. We live in. I always have to remember that. Like having Vadimon was really good in the sense that uh, he's from Russia and would be in the Ukraine, be in Russia, and he's telling us he can't just do whatever he wants to do. Yeah. You have to be entrepreneurial on a black market. Yeah, and that if he, if he was going to have a nice successful business, in comes the government and they take their piece, their big piece, the Black Sea market. Yeah, nice. Well done. Way to put in some geography in there. Uh, but like it's that thing of like I that I'll remember I try to remember I've remembered I thought about that probably every day since he's been on because it does like it's easy to take for granted to have that pity party or things aren't going the way I want them to. Yeah. Uh you can say I at least I'm not Vadim in South St. Pete who could barely speak English with little to no money <laughs> and going to a gas station trying to like with kids. With kids and came his from wife. Russia with kids. Like right. I would have left them and be like, "I'm I'm an American now. This is done. Yeah, I can't, uh, this flight's too long. Yeah, and it's one of those things that's that's grit and grit gets you through all that stuff. And so, I think that's th all this psychology talk is like if you're sitting out there listening to this podcast and you're trying to do your own thing, and you know you're doing it after hours, you're doing it around the job that you're doing, like you're a you're bartender or waiter. Those are mindless jobs after a while. Let's sure. be honest. Yeah. Uh, you. That's kind of why you do those as an actor if you go to L.A. It's because you don't have to think. Yeah. And then when you want to go do the thing you want to do, it's flexible enough. Yeah. But if you you're listening... to leave a career. Right. There's no career waiters really anymore. There used to be. I know a couple. There. I know. But, I mean, they exist. I'm saying, like, that used to exist in every city, I believe. Yeah. But now... And it really. would be, like, a solid thing. Yeah. I think maybe no one wants to call themselves that anymore. But oh. um, I would say, like, if you're listening to this and you're doing that, that's the two-minute warning. That that job you don't want to do, 
you know, I may pick up a part-time remote job, honestly, just because where I'm at with my personal stuff and that's a pride hit, but at the same time, it doesn't matter. Right. It's, it's again, just a gig. You're the only one feeling bad. Right. Right. Exactly. It's I just like good for you. Good job. Great. It's just a gig. Yeah. Right. And so you do what you have to do. And, um, what was I say? Just because you're at whatever age you're at doesn't mean you can't go be an Uber driver. I, I, I to, hate to influx the beer thing you want to do in your garage. I, I just hate that thing where it's like, I like for me, if I wanted to go get a job, if I wouldn't got a job at a gas station, yeah, people around me would be like, oh man, what's going on? You know, like that's you know, why is he doing that's sad? Well, right, it's like maybe I want to work at the gas station. What's a big deal? Like, there's something to it, you know, it's like, why, what is this like shame we put on people that for having you know a solid job? Well, if there's an opportunity cost of you doing something better that fulfills you in the same way, right? Yeah. So that's why I probably put off doing some of the menial kind of stuff, or yeah. like um, uh, the kind of routine, you know, entry level things to bring in spare cash so we can pump this studio up. Uh-huh. Uh, but like, you know, those those things that the ceiling looks great, by the way. Thank you. It's Are a, you being facetious? No, it looks good. It. it it creates this whole black box thing now. I don't know. Does it make your room bigger? I feel like it's bigger. <laughs> or smaller. Well, you know, you go it's in the black the hole, two. bro. Um, do you, you don't want to have the lights on now? I've got... We didn't have lights forget? on the whole time. Did you forget? <laughs> shit. Is that because you're wearing your shades inside? Like, I was Ray like, Charles? oh, man, it's dark in here <laughs> than, than normal. It's fine. Um, but, yeah, it's that thing of business is psychology, basic. And you got to know... Your, there's a lot of stuff we kind of just went over in 33 minutes. You got to know what you don't know. You got to know yourself first. Everything on the startup level to medium-sized business, it's all going to come from the owner down. Yeah, don't feel bad for yourself. It's not going to get you anywhere. There's no shame in it. But as no, you suck at shit. Yeah. No, everybody's got holes in the game. Own it. Own own whatever it is that you need to own. That's why I do a quarterly meeting with our lawyers. Lawyer, I should say, power attorney. <laughs> or to, yeah, power business attorney to the stars, fantettylegal.com. Uh, you know, and he he'll he'll talk shit to me like the therapist. And he'll be like, Here's here's where you're fucking up legally. Yeah. And that and I, I do it and it's or, pain, yeah, it's painful. A, it's like the ice bath you did earlier today. Yes. It's painful. Have a friend. If you can't do it yourself, have somebody that you will not get mad at, who you know will tell you the truth, and just own it. At, yeah, have some fucking real talk. Real talk. Real talk. Get some real talk like DMX. <laughs> oh. Hey, yo, bitch. What I got about that gun? My name's Damien. Hey, yo, bitch. What about my sweat equity?